Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Stop it, block it, when I drop it Anytime I go rhyme for rhyme on a topic They ain't even fit to step in Shaq's arena I look inside your mind and I see your shook demeanor In your eyes, why are you surprised? No matter how you try, not fly as eloquent The new edition, is this the end of your last night? In the daytime, you couldn't see me with a flashlight I crash flights on sights of my enemy I'm coming through and then I bomb your whole vicinity Why that acting fake and chat, you're not a friend to me I peeped your card, you're not as hard as you pretend to be Who wanna spark it with the chocolate? Macadamia, head clean to the cranium You know the name, Shaq aim to maintain Money on the brain, can't stop the rain Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. I am Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner PC Tunney and Mr. Ray Cash. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know how many of you all were familiar with this, but uh, Amber, my significant other, and myself, we recently had came down with COVID. And we're good now. Everything's good. We've recovered. We're, we're doing okay. But uh, the the lady that we caught that we believe we caught it from, which is Amber's mother's mother-in-law, 
and I know that sounds very convoluted, but I don't really know how else to say it. But literally right before we got on these airwaves to record this show, we found out that she actually transitioned and passed away due to complications from COVID. And I mean, you know, I, I'm I've, I've I've said it quite a bit, and I I do believe that some of the hoopla and everything and the hysteria that has uh you know come from this whole COVID situation, I think that the media is hyping it up a little bit, but at the same point in time, there are people out here that are passing away from this thing, and I understand the mask thing. It's it's very uncomfortable and it's an inconvenience to our way of life but at the same point in time the mask isn't for you the mask is for other people and you don't know we don't know how people are going to react when they get this you don't know if you got it if you don't have it all I'm saying is just be a goddamn decent human being and wear the fucking mask because you don't know whose life you're saving you might be saving somebody's mother, somebody's child, somebody's grandmother, somebody's aunt, somebody's dad. Like, you just literally don't know. Just put on the goddamn mask, okay? Can we do that? And just just very quickly, now, I don't think either of my brothers would object to this, but we're going to dedicate today's three-man weave to the memory of that woman. And if you all don't mind, if we could just have a brief moment of silence to the loving memory of Geraldine White. Rest in power, Geraldine. You were always a beautiful woman, and you were always good to me. And you didn't have to die, and that's unfortunate. But rest in power. Rest in power. All right, moving right along here, ladies and gentlemen. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads, ladies and gentlemen, and think about it. The holidays are upon us. You have a wrestling fan in your life. You're thinking about, well, what am I going to get Cousin Cletus? What am I going to get Uncle Fester? What am I going to get Cousin Junior's and Junebug for Christmas? I don't know. You know what? I do. Why don't you get them something from their favorite website with news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. We've got something for everybody. We got G's Did the Job, Reason for the Season, Save Tag Team Wrestling, the defunct campaign of Platinum Blast, Platinum Blast 2020, 2024 is right around the corner. Don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. But either way, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out, make sure we can keep providing that content day in and day out by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please keep in mind TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website, folks. We're also a movement. Gentlemen, I've already denounced you. How's everybody feeling this afternoon? On the precipice, if you will, of Thanksgiving. 
if you will. Listen, <laughs> Ray is going to come on here and tell you a sad story about how his team lost. But if you think about it, I had I had horrible losses on Saturday and Sunday. So get over it. We're talking about it. All right. Well, well, if I, if if I may, if I may. First and foremost, rest in peace to Miss Geraldine. That, that was a very touching opening. Yeah, my condolences. Um, secondly, um, you know, Cletus and and Fester <laughs> and Junebug. Cletus the football and, robot? Uh, and, Am I showing my age? Am I showing my age? Bit, just a little bit. And you're still showing your age and, like, the region of, of the country you're from. <laughs> Thirdly and finally, I think, as his brothers in the show, out of respect for Miss Geraldine, we should skip the football talk. Like, she wouldn't want us to talk about it. So, Ray, so Ray, wait, one. no, 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 I got this. Ray, first of all, I already read you your schedule before we started this show, okay? My Badgers were favored by more than a touchdown and lost by 10 points because they turned the ball over five times. My Packers were up 14 in the first half at the end of the first half, turned the ball over four times, and lost by three in overtime. So now, Even more reason so now to talk about I'm this not shit. done yet. I'm not done yet because I got to tell you, <laughs> for you, looking so sad and being miserable, there's no, why? You got the Steelers next. You're coming off of a loss. It's a short week. Who knows what's going to happen? The two major things in the NFL right now, the Ravens are shutting things down because of COVID, and Joe Burrow has structural issues, ACL and MCL tears in his knee. So whether or not he can come back, that's not 100%. But as far as the Ravens are concerned, yes, you're on the outside looking in as far as the playoffs go currently. But you got the Steelers for Thanksgiving, and then you get a nice break. You know, you come back with the Cowboys, and then the Browns, and then the Jaguars, and then the Giants, and then the Bengals. You have the easiest schedule left in professional football, Mr. Ray Cash. You're right. However, we're still behind that man's team. And like we might as well be Owen Owen eleven right now, at this point. And, and my name is Pitt, and you ain't talking your ass out of this shit, okay? So number one, the real Browns coming oh, off a win against division leader Philadelphia. We literally oh, just beat ba- a division leader. Yes, the NFC least division leader. No one's. No are, one's... are they the division leaders or are they not, Sonny? That's the type are of they... wins that Browns fans call. That's the type are, of, that's what they take. Is Philly leading their division or not, sir? Yes or no? Nobody in the division is better than three games under 500. Okay, but who's winning the division? <laughs> Semantics ass. Who's winning the division? Because of a tie, the Eagles are. <laughs> no, 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 not because of shit. Who's no, it winning is. the division? God Here, damn look, it. Say it. Because of a tie. Say it. Not because of a tie, they're winning the division. Do you know the do you, Browns? Do you want to know the kind of argument league? you're? You want to know the kind of argument you you tend to put put out when we talk about the Browns? Do you want to know what type of argument it is? Go on. It's the argument of a team that's actually not a very good team. Yeah, because, exactly. So because let's get when this you whole com- damn talk in the first because place. when you complete only twelve passes a game, 
and Kareem Hunt gets 13 yards on 11 carries. When you play big boy competition, and you guys have had, and you don't come through in those games. I'm not saying that you're not going to get your chance in the playoffs this year. And I'm not saying I'm happy for you and for your team because I like a lot of the players on that team. But if you think that you're in the upper echelon of, of the AFC, you're not. Oh, the Browns are trash, man. When have I ever said anything <laughs> different than that? I'm enjoying this right now because the real Browns currently have a better record than the fake Browns. And I agree with everything that you told Ray previously to when I started talking. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like Thursday's game is a must-win versus Pittsburgh because then you fall to 6-5 and five and then you would have to run the table, which, I mean, considering that schedule – it's not outside the realm of possibility, but it would behoove you all, which means it would be in your best interest to win that game on Thursday. Now, keep in mind, the Browns, again, we're 7-3, right? The Browns are 7-3. Look at our remaining schedule. I know, uh, Tony, you said that the Ravens have the, the easiest remaining schedule, but let's, let's are you going to run through it or do you want I? I got it. I can do it. I got it. Okay, go for it. So go you're, for at, it. you're at the Jaguars. That should be a win. Mm-hmm. You have to right. go to you have to go to Tennessee. That's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. You got you got Baltimore at home. That's another tough game. But then you got which which all of a sudden looks up look, <clears throat> looks like a toss up because I you, was just no. a, but then you spend off. but then you Whoa. spend but then you spend eight days in New York and you get both New York teams back to back. So there's two more wins. So you're at so you're at that's ten right there. Jaguars, Jets, and Giants. You guys should win at least ten games. You do finish with the Steelers, but the Steelers. Likely to lose a game along the way, probably 14-1 and one at that point, secured number one seed and not really playing for anything. That's my prediction for the Steelers down the road and for you guys. So yes. 10 to 12 games for you guys, I see you winning. You literally just stole my entire thunder, man, because I had this whole soliloquy that I was going to come on here and say that I've been working on since yesterday. And you just literally said everything I was going to say. The It's not inconceivable that the Browns could mess around and win 10 and 11 games. I don't want to live in that world, bro. Like, I, this is not... I'm not comfortable <laughs> being a part of this society where the Browns win 10-11 games and they are more successful. They're not better. More successful than the Ravens. Well, the, the, the record uh, screams otherwise as of right now, sir. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. You are on the outside looking in. Yeah. We're there. Thank so, you for that. So Thank you for that. Buffalo Thank is you. handily in charge of their division... Um, well, they got a game lead over Miami, so they're not, the leaders yeah, there. Not no, no, no. I'm just I'm getting to a point here. The Colts are now in the lead in their division, but they're tied with the Titans. I'm sure they play a game. So you have those teams. The Raiders are six and four. The Dolphins are six and four. That's how crowded it is. There are nine teams that are above 500. Three of them six and four. Four of them seven and three. This is what I want to talk about, though. Here's the Chiefs' remaining schedule. They're a game behind the Steelers, right? Let's start with the Chiefs' schedule and see how many games we think they can win and whether or not they can pass the Steelers and see how many games the, the Steelers possibly lose. The Chiefs play the Buccaneers Sunday in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Big game. Then they got they – sh- there's no reason they would lose to the Broncos or the Dolphins. They do have to go to New Orleans as well. And there's no reason they should lose to the Falcons or the Chargers. So, maybe they lose one more game. Maybe they don't. I, I don't believe in Tampa, in Tampa Bay, or the Saints, but I could see the Chiefs dropping one of those games. I can see the Chiefs dropping one, possibly, but I think we're not giving enough respect to 
um, either the Saints or Tampa Bay, and the Chargers played them hard every time they play. The Remember busy the last game. time they that, played? Yeah, the busy game. That's losable. Uh, that's losable, rather. I mean, frankly, shit. The Chargers should probably be about what eight and two right now if we keep it in a bucket keep and a half every year. Every yeah. year they every lose year. Yeah. every game yeah. less than six points. Yeah. And I thought it was Philip, but no, it's just maybe that team is just cursed for whatever reason. It is. Hey, the Colts are playing. The, the Colts are playing well, and we'll get to their big win when we flip it over to the NFC side. But here's the Steelers' remaining schedule. They're on pretty much in every other, and you'll get what I mean when I tell you the schedule. They got the Ravens, which we already talked about. Then they come home and play the Washington Football Team. Then the next week they have to go to Buffalo. Then they get to come home and play the Bengals. Then the next week they have the Colts, and then depending on where they're at the Browns game whether or not that means anything they do have to go to Cleveland so the Steelers don't have the easiest schedule I would say they have probably one of the harder schedules out of the teams we've talked about schedule wise but you you said something earlier before we started recording that made a lot of sense to me are they going to shut it down after a certain point because they might not need to win all those games and you know they have an aging quarterback with a messed up arm and that has a lot to do. Them. That has a lot to do with what Kansas City does with their schedule as well. I mean, those are the two teams that true. were one and zero, right? Those are the two teams that are going to finish with one or two losses, likely maybe three at the most. The rest of them are already there. Oh, I just thought about something. This year, there's only one bye, so they might have to play the whole season. That's what I was talking about. I mean, that one seed is huge. Those two teams going after it. That's why when we get to the yeah. NFC side, it's even more mucky. It's like kind of like the. It's kind of like the wild card situation is uh, adjacent to the number one seed in the, the NFC, if you want to talk about it that way. What are you guys' last thoughts on the yeah, AFC? Well, well, the thing about the NFC is I think that all their teams are pretty much set. We pretty much know who's going to be in the playoffs from the NFC. It's just a matter of seeding. Now, with the AFC, I think that we can all come to the consensus that Pittsburgh and Kansas City they're the the class of the AFC, right? They're going to be one and two in some configuration. So then you go back down to that next tier. So we've got Buffalo and Miami. We've well, got Buffalo uh, set. You can throw Buffalo in there. Buffalo may not be in the top tier, but Buffalo is easily going to be the three seed, regardless what happens. Okay, so okay, let's let's say that then. Buffalo is going to be the third seed. Okay. Three or four. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's because I was going to say Buffalo or Miami, and then I was going to throw the Colts and the um and uh, Tennessee in there. You know, two of those teams are going to uh, get two of those playoff spots because somebody's got to win those divisions. So sure. then that leaves, that's four seeds right there. So then that leaves three prospects for Cleveland, the teams that I named that, you know, aren't going to win that division. You throw Baltimore in there. You throw the Raiders in there. Three spots for five teams, basically, yeah. Threes. And and maybe would you throw the Patriots in there or no. are they – it's done. a wrap for them. It's okay. done for them, yeah. Okay. I, I think – Unless the all, Patriots unless are two, teams are tanking. The Patriots are two games behind three teams that are six and four, and those three teams that are six and four are all tied for the last playoff berth. If you break it down, you get the four division winners, the best one gets the bye, and then there's three more wild cards that play the other three division winners. You end up with four teams in the second round. And if I'm the Browns, I would love to get that five or six seed because uh, okay, uh, the five, the top yeah. two seeds the the top two seeds are going to be Pittsburgh and Kansas City, and and nobody wants to be the seventh seed because if you go to one of those teams, it's Rap City. But if the Bills are going to get three, and the Browns conceivably get six, that's a winnable game. Okay, I, 
PC, I know you believe in Josh Allen a lot more than I do. Uh, Bray, I don't know how you feel about him, but I'm just saying it's Buffalo in January. It's going to be cold. It's probably going to be snowing. And with the Browns, a team that runs the ball very well, and the defense has been playing better. Granted, I mean, they, they the last three games they've played Oakland, um, Philly, and who's the other team they beat? Not not either way, it doesn't matter. Just, not exactly a murderer's row. I'm just saying that that all of a sudden in Buffalo in the wild card, that becomes a winnable game because of the way that the Browns can run the football. I'm I not just, saying I'm just saying. I just want to tell you about Buffalo. If you if you're wishing for Buffalo, be careful what you wish for. Uh, they have three losses. One of them is by two points to the Cardinals by that awesome, unbelievable pass from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, they might be eight and two if it wasn't for like you know the the Hail Murray they're calling it. They played a tough game against Kansas City and lost by less than ten to them. They did have a bad loss at Tennessee, but they have wins over Miami, the Rams, the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Seahawks. That's great, but it's still Josh Allen in the playoffs, and he's I, I'll believe it when I see it. And that's and coming from, yeah, and that's like, Mayfield. yes, exactly. I mean, you well, can't, they're you not going to let him throw the ball. They're, they're going to let Josh Allen throw the ball. Uh, like, they're going to have to throw the ball yeah, against Buffalo. Buffalo scores. Would you Would you take Devin Singletary over over Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt? I would take the Buffalo Bills at home over the Cleveland Browns. How's that for you? Who gives a shit about the rest of us? In a weather game when it's going to be cold, it's going to be snowing, and the elements are going to be Cleveland. I am basically 40 years old and have watched the NFL consistently since Brett Favre became a starter back in 1992 or 3, if my my memory serves me correctly. I know what the weather's like in Buffalo. I fucking live in southeast Wisconsin. I am two hours south of Green Bay. Okay, but you've had 20 years of Hall of Fame, shit, 25 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. You don't know what these mid-level-ass quarterback games are about. I'm just and saying, as much as I be careful. Admit, you know Flacco was mid. Like you, we, we know what that mid-game is about. Be careful what sir, you wish for is all I'm saying. Sir, to a Baltimore Ravens fan, Joe Flacco is elite. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Flacco. Yeah, he's he's tearing it up in uh, New York right now, ain't he? Well, he's the only reason they got that. Well, did they win that? Whatever. They, he's the only reason they've been playing better. Okay, we're not, well, we're, we're comparing him no, with Sam not, Darnold. Yes, like, we're not talking about the Jets. The or gonorrhea. So the okay. NFC. So the NFC playoff picture. The, the, the final. The final. The final thing I want to say is to to Platt's point, the teams that are that you might think you might be able to sneak a win on if you're one of the lower wild card teams is the Bills, but definitely the Colts are beatable. The Colts are absolutely beatable, especially Phillip Rivers in, a, in the 18th week of the season. That's a winnable game. So, like, I just that, wanted to point that out. That's a great transition because the Browns actually beat the Colts this year, which is something that I can't say for... Not the transition I was looking for, but okay. No, that's perfect because that's... Because that's where we should start. Because if the Packers would have won that game, they'd still be the number one seed. They'd be tied with the Saints, who they beat. That's probably... You know, if you look at it... To me, you have to look at all this stuff by, like, remaining schedule and quality wins. What they've done in the past and who they're going to play in the future. To me, it's a lot like forecasting a college football playoff on thinking about who's going to end up where and and what it's going to be. The Packers, that's a game they should have won. They're up 28-14 at halftime. They turned the ball over four times. One of them is a defensive touchdown. I give props to the defense holding the Colts to 24 points with the Packers giving them four turnovers, right? I mean, you take away the 31 right there. 
or, or, or 20, 27, they had 34 the overtime. But, I mean, they had a chance to win it. They didn't have to kick a field goal. They could have tried. They could have got a touchdown to, to win it in regulation, and they had a chance to win it in overtime. They won the coin toss. So, you know, the turnovers have killed the Packers. They lost when they've turned the ball over, and that's because of the game against, you can see, against the Buccaneers. And then they ran into Delvin Cook against Minnesota. That's a tough game for anybody when you have a team that's very solid underachieving, but it's also your division rival. You guys know what I'm talking about. You can easily lose those games whether or not that team's over 500. So, yeah, I mean, so, the Packers stepped on their my, toe. And then just to add it real quick in, because I said about it, so did the Vikings losing to Dallas. They could have been 5-5 five and five and one game back. Instead, now they're 4-6 and six with yeah. six games to go. It's really hard to keep coming back from stuff like that. So both the Packers and the Vikings, you know, stepped on their dicks my question for you Tony as a Packers fan is one does that concern you going into the playoffs and two who do you attribute that to is that more Aaron Rodgers or more of the floor you know it's funny because Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl we were a wild card and they ran it through um that team is right that team had Donald Driver and Charles Woodson and I want to tell you that is means a ton because those guys both got hurt in the Super Bowl, but they played really well that entire year. And to have veterans like that, I, I don't know of who they have on each side of the ball that I would really say is that person for them. I don't feel like it's a year they're going to win the Super Bowl. I feel like it's a year they could be in the Super Bowl. I feel like it's a year they could win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to. Um, but it's too bad. They're, they keep losing the things, and they have to, still have to play better teams. They have to play the Bears twice, which is – they're not great, but it's no picnic. They got the Titans as well, so you know, winnable, this, winnable games. No this this wasn't dominant a team in the in the. Mm-hmm. I guess it's Taysom Hill and the Saints, huh? Let's talk about that. The guy, and, yeah, and, I got to start him at tight. I got to start him at tight end in my ESPN fantasy football league. Jeez, me too. It was fantastic. Twenty-seven but my points gave me nothing. Yeah, that's the same thing happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the weird thing about the NFC, man. There's every team has a fatal flaw you know what i mean i, I, I mean I, oh, yeah. yeah like I, you know uh, green bay i think green bay is good but i also think that they're schizophrenic so it depends on you know what team is going to show up yep. obviously you know i don't believe in tampa bay they've played well the defense is coming around they've cut down on some of their you know costly mistakes but at the same point in time if you pressure tom he's gonna fold like a cheap napkin Sure. The Saints, yeah, Drew Brees. I didn't, I didn't believe in Drew Brees. I, obviously, they had a good game with Taysom Hill starting, which I don't believe that. I think the main thing is that they would have to change their offense so much for Jameis. He's not a dink and dunk guy. That's why uh, Teddy Two Gloves and, and Drew Brees they they operate in that offense so well because it's very dink and dunk. Yeah, you know, West Coast, if, West Coast yeah, offense, yeah. It's, it's very West Coast. And if you throw Jameis in there, man, you're gonna have to stretch out the field a little bit because he likes to throw air it downhill. Raid. He's an air but, raid guy. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll see how well that goes starting Taysom Hill. Who else we got? Seattle. Their defense is Hold trash, on. and yeah. they're. I wanna I wanna just catch you with some stats from Taysom Hill though that might surprise you. Right, ten carries for fifty one yards does not surprise you. And I think that's something no. that Taysom Hill is more likely to give you than J- Jameis Winston at this point in his career, just to be honest with you. I'm not saying Jameis Winston well, isn't better than no. at least 12 of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. All right? He's well, probably Jameis was, top 25 Jameis was never a runner. No, but I'm just saying, this is Taysom yeah. Hill's positives. This is why he's out there. He's been in the system no, but, forever yeah, as well. Jameis was never a runner, man. He's a statue in the pocket. But he was 18 of 23. Mm-hmm. For 233 mm-hmm. yards, that's 10 yards, 10 yards in attempt. So that's that's pretty good as a passer. 
Um, let's see. So he threw the ball ten yards. Good for him. But he had completions. All dragged he had, flats. He had completions yeah. of 44, yeah, 25, and, and twenty three and nineteen yards. So he had, you know, he had four completions of twenty yards basically. My main concern for him starting wasn't how many yards he had, how many touchdowns he threw, but could he be efficient? He proved he could be efficient. The next question is, now that they have tape on him, because he's only thrown like four passes in the game at one point, now that they have tape on him, now that they know what what is going to be the game plan offensively for the Saints with him as quarterback, will he still be able to be efficient? That's my only concern with Taysom Hill, because he – he wasn't efficient in college. He's never really been a guy you thought of as an efficient passer. So can he can he be 65% passer from the pocket? Because you know he's going to roll out. You know he's going to have some bootlegs. You know he's going to – he had two rushing touchdowns. That's what he's going to do. But we're not talking about the red zone. We're talking about the 80 yards in between, 60 yards in between. And I don't understand why they started him, but at the same time, I do understand why they started him because he's been in that offense now for a few years. He understands the offense better, and he does add an element that Jameis doesn't add, which is the ability to make something happen with your feet. But like you said, Ray, he's basically been slashed his entire time in the NFL, or at least since he's been with the Saints. And and that's disrespectful to Cordell Stewart, to be honest. It really is because, yeah, he, he, he led a 15-1 and team to the AFC Championship. That is disrespectful to Cordell Stewart. But, you know, as, as teams get more footage on him, they're going to start to pick up on his deficiencies, and there's only so far they can go. Yep. Like, I'm hoping that you're grooming Jameis to be in that spot because cause Drew Brees is on IR right now. Is that correct? Two weeks. Oh, okay, okay. So IR is not how it used to be. Yes, I, yes. I know IR is not how it used to be. Back in the day, if you went on IR, that means it was you were done so for the year. But now yeah. it doesn't work like that anymore. But he but, does have eight fractured ribs, and he had a collapsed lung. So he may not be coming back as oh, fast as everybody thinks. 11 fractured ribs. Oh, 11. Eight on the left Sorry. side, My three bad. on the right. There you and go. It's like, he got hit by a truck, dog. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> that was another that- no, I God said eight damn, because how many ribs do we have? Eight because I think he said three of them are from the week before. He was playing with three fractured already, and eight more got fractured in the in that last hit. Yeah. Well, how many do we have? If eleven of them is fucked up, how many ribs do we have? Can well, somebody as answer men, that question for me? As men, we I think it's sixteen or eighteen. As I'm men, like, okay. As men, we have one less than women, I believe. Yeah, because we gave one up for women to get here. If you believe the uh, Bible story, but I'm not going there. Please I don't, don't believe that story yet. Well, we're not going there. We're not going there. You can you can at me at it's me DPP if you're mad about that. <laughs> Pop. Right? You could at me at uh IWC War Chief. <laughs> <laughs> well, who am I gonna be? I'm, I'm at wrestling realist without the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boom. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I don't weave believe it's fake so, identity. I don't. I think, uh, yeah, Jameis is going to take that team as far as they're going to go, and I don't know where that's at. Well, but everybody's kind of sleeping on the Rams. Like, I don't believe in Jared Goff, but the Rams aren't horrible, and they weren't bad last year. They won la- nine games last year. It's all. Like, it all comes out of Jared Goff, though, man. And well, in the playoffs, no, he's not. No, exactly. So it's it. like, why would I believe with them in the regular season? And yes, he took them to a, a Super Bowl, gave them all the credit in the world. But that was off the back of that defense, and he had an otherworldly offensive year. That was like mm-hmm. an outlier in his in his career. And the Taysom Hill situation is simply a shit or get off the pot situation. Taysom Hill got paid like twenty one mil 
Jameis is making like the minimum. We got to see what we got with Taysom Hill. We know what Jameis can do. That's all that is. But the 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 West is an interesting thing, Tony. I don't, I don't know if you were going to go to the NFC West, but that's an interesting. Here, let me run it down for you. Seattle's got one of the easier schedules as well. They do have a matchup with the Rams, but they get them at home week 16. That's what this could come down to. Uh, you really don't expect the Niners to do much. The Cardinals are, are a game behind both of them. Uh, the Seahawks don't have to play the Cardinals again, though. Um, Eagles, Giants, Jets, Washington are their next four games. Then the Rams, then they finish with the Niners. Now the Rams, on the other hand, their schedule consists of the Niners, well, the first the Buccaneers, the Niners, the Cardinals, the Patriots. That's a little bit more difficult. They do have the Jets, but then they have the Seahawks and the Cardinals. They have the Cardinals two more times. So Seahawks easily the easier path with the tied record. Can and three you know, teams make it from that division to the playoffs? It looks like it right with now. Seven, well, yeah, with seven teams in the playoffs, yeah. Because I, I still believe that Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland are all going to make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, y'all know I picked Arizona to win this division before the season started because there's always that team that comes out of nowhere and wins, you know, 11, 12 games and wins the division, and I thought that was going to be the Cardinals. They might have shit the bed and messed up their chances losing that Dolphins game. I I feel like that Dolphins game is going to come back and bite them in the keister. Sure. The Cardinals, looking at their schedule, should win at least three more games. Do you think that the that, that's, that gives them nine wins? Do you think that the Bears are going to win four more games? Out of, they're going to win four out of six? No. Do you think that the no. Vikings or Lions are going to win five out of six? That's where I would have – I could have no. picked – I could have picked the Vikings to maybe possibly pass the Cardinals one game back right now, but that loss to Dallas, that crushes them. Yeah, that kind of took them out of contention because they were starting to come on a little bit. But, yeah, that that's a bad loss, especially right. to – who the hell is the quarterback in Dallas right now? Is it fucking – is Andy Jerry Dalton out back. there Andy throwing Dalton. passes? Oh, Andy, Andy Dalton back. Andy okay, Dalton. so that's why they won. Oh, so – And I saved so the Dallas best – I make a little bit of a run here. I saved the best and closest race for last – now, if you want to ignore the record and simply look at the standings inside its own bubble of a division, the Eagles are a half a game again ahead of the Giants. They're a half a game ahead of the Washington football team. And they're a half a game against the Cowboys. That's right. The Cowboys, Giants, and well, Washington close race, bro. are all close. three and seven. The Eagles lead the NFC least at three, six, and one. I didn't realize that Richie Cunningham was back for Dallas. That's kind of a game changer because they could mess around and get to six and ten and win that division. <laughs> Andy Dalton has starting level talent, and if Carson Wentz didn't forget how to play quarterback, all of a sudden he'd be the best quarterback in the division. But right now, Alex Smith, Daniel Jones, and Andy Dalton are all whatever you get from the Cowboys are all playing better at the quarterback position than the Eagles. And that is terrible because Carson Wentz makes a mil- like a million-plus a-, a contract. So, like, what are you thinking? Is it Jalen Hurts' time in, in the Eagles in, in, in Philadelphia? Is that something they need to think about? Because there is no reason the Eagles should not, pardon the pun, but fly to the damn playoffs. But all these other teams, the Giants are playing the best the Washington football team may look the most dangerous if you look at their look at all things considered. And the Cowboys finally got their got, got a competent quarterback. Like it doesn't make any sense for the Eagles to not be killing this division right now. 
Dallas has by far the easiest schedule left, just browsing over it very briefly. They get Washington. They do have to go to Baltimore, but then they get the Bengals, the Niners at home, and they control their own destiny because they do play Washington right away. They play the Eagles at home, and they get the Giants. So they have all three teams inside the division. This is a team in Dallas that could easily, with what, <laughs> six games left, go 5-1 and one here, just lose to the Ravens? I, I could easily see them go 8-8 eight and eight and win this division. My money right now would be on, unfortunately, the Mike McCarthy-led Andy Dalton quarterback, oh, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, and I'm going to put God. it out there right now. I'm predicting the Cowboys to go and finish 8-8 eight and eight with their only remaining loss being to oh shit who did i just say their tough game was the baltimore ravens the so, ravens yep well, it's gonna be a sad five out of six weeks for Stephen a smith on first take sorry partner <laughs> as a nine as a 10 as 11 as a 12 it is completely egregious to think that a monstrosity known as the dallas cowboys could win that division but it might happen i mean i think we're gonna know a lot to see what happens on Thursday with the Cowboys versus the Indians, also known as the Washington football team. I think whoever wins that game on Thursday is probably going to mess around and, and win that division. Like, there's a reason Riverboat Ron sat Haskins, and I, I hate that decision. I'm not going to get into it. It's I hate worked, it. though. They've, but they've it's played work. better. They've played much yeah. better. Yeah. Because he looked, at the lay, he looked at the lay of the land and said, oh, shit. We actually got a shot in this melon farmer, so perhaps I should get somebody out there before old boy got got killed, and then they brought in Alex Smith, who previously got killed. But he was thinking that they had a shot in this division because it's that trash. So I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and who cares, man? Because I haven't gotten a prediction right since I said Trump was going to win the presidency in 2016. I'm gonna say that the winner of the Thanksgiving matchup between the Cowboys and Washington, that's the team that's going to win this division. Well, I I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make a prediction on who's gonna win, but I'm gonna make a prediction that in but in the next six games of the season, Carson Wentz will be benched. But if do you let me ask you this though, if they thought that Jalen Hurts was ready, don't you think he would have been in there by now? Because Carson's no. been shitting the bed this whole time. Carson is their franchise quarterback. You gotta rock with your franchise guy. When you've paid a guy to be your franchise quarterback, you have to rock with him. And I think he has to lose the position and not it's this it's different when it's a guy who's garbage. You can like no offense to the Washington quarterbacks, because I don't think Dwayne Haskins is garbage, but you can just flip them interchangeably because ultimately none of them are the guy. When you have paid a guy and said he is the guy, you have he has to lose that he has to get hurt or lose it. And he's on the verge of losing it because they're they're still winning the division right now by the grace of a tie. And like so he's been playing terrible, but it's been terrible enough where they're not like completely out of the division. I think they're you're gonna see Washington and Dallas and and the Giants start to usurp them. And I think that's gonna be when they say, wait a minute, Doug Peterson's gonna be like, Okay, I I love you, Carson, but maybe next year. We need a spark. And I think Jalen Hurts can be a spark for them. So I wasn't watching football at the time, but Doug Peterson, the coach for the Eagles, how in the bloody hell did this Jay Brown win a Super Bowl? He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He has a how? He had a, he had a much, how, Sway? He had a much better team. They've been really riddled with injuries, and they bet the farm. 
basically on Carson Wentz being like the next Aaron between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes kind of player. And he has yep. flashes of brilliance like that, but the farther he gets into his career, the less and less he looks like a guy that should actually be starting for an NFL franchise. And and it, they have less offensive weapons than Baltimore does. Like Carson Wentz, Ooh. like Carson Wentz, if he wouldn't have gotten Ooh. hurt, if Carson Wentz wouldn't have gotten hurt the year they won the Super Bowl, he would have been the MVP. It was season. MVP, easily. Yeah, run away. Do you, so do y'all think they would have still won the Super Bowl that year? I hard to say. Uh, that's all yeah. magic. That's I, all playoffs. That's all hearsay, man. Question. No idea. I, I, think I know the Packers. Do you think question. the Packers would have beat the Eli Manning Gi- Giants in the NFC Championship game if McCarthy would have benched Favre at halftime like he wanted to for Aaron Rodgers? I don't like to think about stuff like that. Well, you also have two Super Bowls in the last twenty years, so blow me. All right, let's finish um, this. You like too, Ray. So you could blow me as well. Let's let's finish it like this. My team. Well, you can keep wishing for championships and blowjobs. All right. <laughs> Who does it? Championship wishes, and maybe this week's episode will be called Championship Wishes and Blowjob Dreams. You just described Pat Mahomes' life right now. Oh, for sure. All right, guys, let's close out this segment by saying what we're looking forward to on Thanksgiving besides the football and picking these games. So let's pick the games first. We're going to do the over and under. Next week we can all gloat at whether or not we were right. Uh, We'll go around the horn, and then lastly, we'll tell everybody what we're most looking forward to this coming Thursday, Thanksgiving, food, family, fun, everything in, in between. And football, four Fs, right? All right. The 1230 Eastern. And 5Fs. Well, there you go, five Fs. Yes, yes. The noon 30 Eastern time <laughs> game will feature the Detroit Lions as they do host the Houston Texans. It is probably the least important game out of all of the games, definitely the least important game, possibly of the week. Over under fifty one and a half. Houston is minus two and a half. What do you guys got? I got um, this game on in the background while we're finishing up our oh, food, listen, and it's listen. just on. And every now and again, the you'll only look reason at this it, game is happening. This game is important. This game is important to uncomfortable like boyfriends and uh, relatives over at other relatives' houses, so that they have something they can focus on when they don't want to talk to the people around them and they feel very uncomfortable. At least there's Houston and Detroit. Fine, give it to me. It's better than Aunt Nancy over here. I live in Houston. Uh, it's important to people here, sir. Yeah, but that's it. Every NFL. Okay, me. so thirty one <laughs> out of thirty two city, two out of thirty two cities are excited about every game. Okay, get over there it. There you go. Basically, yeah. And, um, and Stafford's not playing this game, is he? No, he's playing. He's playing. What's your is pick, he? Chris? What's your pick? I'm going Houston, man. Over under because I, I like I, I just like Deshaun Watson more than whatever the monstrosity. Matt Patricia should have been out of here a long time ago because that That's team is not untalented. And he they, and they fired and they fired Jim Caldwell after he won three straight ten win seasons. Over Man. under over under fifty one and a half. No, we're not getting that many points. Under Houston oh, in the going over. Under. So you're going he's Houston. Going oh, Platt, you have Houston in the under. Okay. Ray, what do you got? Houston in the yeah. over. Houston, well, Houston, and I, when I have I have Detroit, no, in the over for sure. First and foremost, I'm taking Detroit. Under. I'm picking Detroit to win. Yes, okay. um, uh, both teams are terrible defensively. That it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a light show. Shootout. You guys what, both what, over. What is it's? 
what's the what's the spread for the game? Two and a half. Houston's given two and a half. You both have the over though, right? Yeah, both have the over, and so it's gonna be close. Two and a half. I guess I gotta go. With, I gotta guess go with Detroit because I'm, they're gonna win by field goal. All right, I'll take Detroit in the under. Go on. I just sometimes you run to the smell. It's just a betting thing. I, I ain't mad at you, bro. You probably right. Yeah, I have. I can dig it. I mean, I haven't bro, bet. Listen, like... I haven't bet money on legitimately bet money or had betting money interest in football for probably well over fifteen years. But I've paid attention and made picks for the last fifteen years. And this one, I don't know. Just feels like a Detroit at home. Houston's happy coming off of a win. They're not a very successful team. They're not necessarily interested in winning. Detroit's four and six. They're two games out of the playoffs. So I, I, I'm going to go and with this Detroit game here. Matters Maybe to Detroit. They've Detroit, talked about how much game this matters. If Detroit gets Kenny Galladay back for this game, I, I really like Detroit. Agreed. I, I just really hate Matt Patricia, and I, I yeah that that's it. I just really hate Matt Patricia and the fact like Ray brought up, they got rid of Jim Caldwell for this Mellon Farmer, and Jim Caldwell has deficiencies as a coach. We obviously know that, mm-hmm. but he literally is a quarterback guru. And this Mellon Farmer has made a Super Bowl. And, I mean, what has Detroit been since they let him go? And I, I love Deshaun Watson as well. And I'm, I'm sad that they got rid of all of his good players and he's just out there getting killed. But, I mean, who knows, man? This is basically like, okay, who you got? You got cancer or you got AIDS? This is basically that game. Nobody's paying attention to this game, man. And we're not getting together and gathering for Thanksgiving. We're Zooming for Thanksgiving. Like, I've already got my Zoom call set up with my mother. So you're just going to be in the kitchen cooking. You'll you'll peek your head in every now and again, like you do every year for Thanksgiving and Detroit games, and see who's winning and if anything exciting is happening. And that's it. All right. Well, the afternoon game. If you're still gathered with somebody else and Aunt Edna wakes up from her nap and she wants to talk to you about how life was when she was a child, you can always turn on Fox and watch Washington at Dallas. Ray, you like that? <laughs> well, there, serious, yes. well Aunt, Aunt Edna is watching Fox anyway. I don't think she's watching the, uh, I think it's the news. Yeah, she's opposed- not watching Fox, the broadcast channel. She's watching the <laughs> Them Dallas Cowboys that I predicted to win the division, they are minus two and a half at home, and the over-under is 46 and a half. I am going to take the Cowboys and the under. And this is basically a tornado versus a hurricane. Like, if if the last matchup was syphilis versus gonorrhea, this is a tornado versus a hurricane. We're not going to get a good game until later on in this evening, and obviously we'll get to that momentarily. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Richie Cunningham. And the Dallas Cowboys on this one. What what was the what was the spread for the game? Over under the 40, total. Over, the total. Over under forty six and a half, and Dallas is minus two and a half. Platt, you have Dallas in the over. You said. And it sucks because Washington has the coach, but the Cowboys got the quarterback. Yes or no? You do have Dallas in the over. What's the what 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 is it? Give me the over again. Even under over again. There's people just yelling at their phones right now that they can't believe that you can't remember what I said 30 seconds ago. Just the gamblers. Just the gamblers oh, are yelling right yeah, now. And everybody that's yelling right now, you could blow me, okay? I got a ball for each of you. Once just again. wait your turn. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Shit. 46 and a half. 46 and a half. Minus two and, and a half. half. 
I'm gonna go over because both of these teams are trash and Dallas's defense is trash. Washington Washington's defense isn't trash per se, but I'm just gonna go over. Under in Washington. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for paying attention. I will, we said it like six times. Like if I didn't pay attention then, it's a problem. Well, yeah, it took you six times to pay attention, and then you got it. And then now much. you come off like, oh, yeah, I know what's happening. Ah. Here you go, Chris. Baltimore <laughs> over under 45.5, Pittsburgh minus 4.5. There you go. It's right there. See it? There you go. That's a fair spread. That's a fair spread. I'm taking the under, and I think Baltimore wins this game because they have to. This game means a lot more to them than it does Pittsburgh's. They have to win this game. So I'm, I'm going Baltimore, and I'm going the under. Because, you know, because, I mean, y'all know these Baltimore-Pittsburgh games, man. They're hard-hitting. They tend to be low-scoring. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going Baltimore here with the under. So my heart says Baltimore and the over. But my head says these are the type of games where Pittsburgh wins. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something I never do, and I'm going to pick with my head and say Pittsburgh and the over. Really? Yeah. But these are the, these are those games, the damn Antonio Brown in his fucking hand. Those are these are the games that happen to us where we need it. And like the thing about Pittsburgh and Baltimore is it's very rare that both teams are really good. Yeah. Usually one team is significantly better than the other. Like the the games where and the teams the, the seasons where both teams are really good, we play in the, in the AFC Championship game. That ain't happening this year. I just feel like y'all need this game more than do. Pittsburgh does because but we're not, we're, we don't have the talent though. We just don't have the talent right now. We don't have the yeah. bodies. Yeah, the injuries really are a thing, aren't they? Yep. It's, it's, it's if if we can if if you tell me we get Calais and Brandon Williams back, I may change my pick because that because that'll show up the defense. And I clowned you last week talking about your injuries. I said, you know, cry me a fucking river. Everybody's injured at this particular point in time. But the injuries really are a thing for y'all. It really is. Like, y'all are really out here short man. And clearly the league has caught up to Deshaun, or not Deshaun, Jesus, Lamar. But at the same point in time, y'all don't really have a lot of bullets in the chamber right now. So do, do do you see a scenario where Baltimore does not make the playoffs? No, we're too talented for that. If you think about it, and this isn't a bias thing. If you think about it, we had the one loss where Kansas City beat our ass. Give them that. There's a Kansas City deficiency in Baltimore's mindset right now. We get that. I mean, but defending champs, there's no shame in that. Absolutely. But, like, they do something to us uh, Mm -hmm. other than the other team. But every other game we've had, we've lost lost a a one-possession game to Pittsburgh. We lost a one possession one possession game in a in a monsoon, monsoon. to um, to the Patriots where our our center like fumbled three snaps or four snaps, and then we lost a one possession game in overtime to Tennessee. So we're we're in every game losing to good teams, and except for except for the Patriots. So like we're a good team, we're just not what we were last year. So this is what gives me pause for the cause. And I I hate to be, I I don't want to be that hyperbolic guy because you know every single week the sports journalists and the pundits and stuff like that, they overreact to everything that happens Mm -hmm. on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. Are we sure that Tennessee is good? 
I mean, that defense is trash. Obviously, Henry is a beast, and, you know, they don't really put Tannehill. It's kind of like on the Brown side of the game, just like Baker. Tannehill's the same thing. They don't put him in a position to fuck shit up. But well, are we sure that Tennessee is good? Because I, I don't well, know. Well, there's good and there's playoff ready. They're playoff ready. I don't know if they're good, but they're definitely good enough to make the playoffs. Well, okay, they're good enough to make the playoffs. I just don't know if they're good. Yeah, that that remains to be seen. They're not what they were last year either. Yeah. But they were yeah. a late bloomer last year. They weren't that whole way that year because Tannehill took the job over in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. All right, gentlemen, Thanksgiving, what are you most looking forward to? Personally, i rather enjoy drinking all day, which is – Pretty much a great way to spend. What's any, the difference? It's a great day to spend you with every other day. Great, great, day, great thing to do every, any day of the week. Ray be sneak dissing. Don't let that go, Tony. You better get his ass back because he be sneak dissing about our, uh, I know our, 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 our um, not habits. Uh, what am I looking for? Our vices. I know. Let who me I correct am. you. I know. Who there's I am. no sneak. There's nothing sneak about it, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not mad at him either. I know who I am, but you should know who you are too. <laughs> Come on, no. All right, uh, the food. I love the food. Turkey, you can make it a lot of ways. You can screw it up. Just don't make it dry, and it's generally pretty good. The dark meat is always the best. I love stuffing. I love sweet potatoes. I love the green bean casserole. I, I love whatever kind of pie you're going to have afterwards. My favorite is a chocolate pecan pie with a, with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. It's so fucking good. Um, well, my yeah. Poutang pie. Go on. All right, Rock. But anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing some relatives and having some really good food and uh, maybe a big glass of red wine. So can I make my annual public service announcement? Well, should I go first before you take this time so we can move on afterwards? Yeah, then you can can just run right into a commercial then, Platt. Um, I'm looking forward for sure to seeing all the Texas teams lose. That's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Um, <laughs> Food-wise, as much as I enjoy turkey, I'm a honey-baked ham guy myself. Nice. Um, honey-baked ham, stuffing, mac, um, mac and cheese. I don't really need much else. I'm like, that's that'll last me. Um, but yeah, man, and just, you know, uh, hoping nobody else gets sick with this damn virus. Amen. Yeah, that, yeah, here, here to that, seriously. So I'm, I'm going to, one last time, man, I'm going to teach everybody how to do the turkey right, okay? To make sure that it's uh, juicy on the inside and crispy on the outside. So the first thing you got to do is that you've got to massage melted butter on the ins- inside the skin, not on the skin, but underneath the skin. You've got to massage melted butter in that melon farmer underneath the skin. And then after that, you 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 massage it with olive oil. That way your spices stick to the skin of the turkey. Now, as far as spices, I'm not going to go there, man. Everybody got their own flavor. But this is what you do. So then you put the turkey on 450 in the oven for about 25, 30 minutes. After that 25, 30 minutes, you drop it back down to 350. You cover it up with foil and occasionally basting it, okay? Trust me on this. That guarantees shut up. It guarantees that you're going to have the crispy skin on the outside and the meat is going to be tender and moist and juicy on the inside. You don't believe me? Try it. No. So, fuck with me, fuck.
Come on, man. We can't have this. We can't have a damn drop battle. Come on, bro. But all jokes aside, man, trust me on this. And I also have to make my annual public service announcement, all right? Don't add extra shit to the macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese does not need your help. It's macaroni and it's cheese. Don't put bacon or eggs or any other goofy shit that you could possibly put in the macaroni and cheese. Let it be what it is. It's macaroni and it's cheese. The only thing I can tell you you can put in your macaroni and cheese is if you know how to make macaroni and cheese with lobster in it. That's it. That's the one. That's it. And if you can't, don't do it. But if you can, please do it. But that's it. That's who it. Fancy, who fancy ass making lobster mac and cheese for fucking Thanksgiving? Oh, oh that's man. the thing, man. That's the thing. thing. It's good as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love lobster? Think about it. Instead of the drawn butter, it's the mac and cheese. And then you have the... It's not... You know, you gotta be... Don't be that rubbery fucking tri- or, uh, lobster. You might as well not even put it in there. But if you have it real tender and nice and, you know, almost like a piece of fish when you bite into it with the cheese and then the different texture with the noodles and the mac and cheese, oh, and then you got the crisp on top. I don't know. I don't mind a little bit of, like, crumbled bacon on the top of it, but that's just me. But I agree with everything no. else. Yeah. Who, who doesn't love lobster? The damn lobster's dying for your ass to eat them. That's who don't love it. Oh, yeah, because the turkeys are all copacetic right now. Hey, did you see the Red Bull commercial? <laughs> Only reason turkeys got eight is because they didn't get none of the Red Bull. Uh. <laughs> all right, folks, happy Thanksgiving from everybody here at Three Men Weave. Be safe uh, and enjoy the beginning of the rest of the holiday season. We will be right back with a lot of NBA talk. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code Chair shot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. To three man weave we're just enjoying ourselves on the precipice of thanksgiving and it's already been announced that the nba will start before christmas free agency has begun the draft has been had mr ray cash let me run down yes some of the major free agency things that have happened just to like wet everybody's whistle okay the lakers just traded for uh marcus soul they also re-signed uh kcp abaca went to the clippers Mellow's staying with the Blazers. Gordon Hayward to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, with with uh, Mellow, right? Mellow Ball on the Charlotte Hornets. You uh, skipped some more Lakers, though. We're getting there. Fred Van Vliet re-signs in Toronto. Tristan Thompson, to, Tristan Thompson to Boston. Dwight Howard to Philly. 
Joe Harris sticking mm-hmm. with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Montrezl Harrell and Wes Matthews also sign with the Lakers. Those are two huge and, bench bolstering spots. Go ahead. And Dennis Schroeder got traded. Yeah, well, yep, that's right. That ha- that that was already a given, I think, before free agency started. I think Dennis Schroeder, that was Danny Green, part of that deal. Danny Green ended up gut trading from yeah. Oklahoma City to Charlotte, I believe, as well. No, um, uh, no, he's with Detroit. Philadelphia now. Philadelphia, okay, my bad. Yeah. Everybody, there's a lot of moves going on. Gallinari ends up with there's the Hawks. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is staying on an, on a on a max extension, and and he should. He's one. Jason of the Tatum. Uh, yep, Jason Tatum, Goran Dragic, and Myers Leonard are going to stay with the Heat. Anthony Davis in no hurry to get the deal done. He ain't going nowhere though. Um, no, no. The Bucks signed Bobby Portis, uh, DJ Augustine. And Bryn Forbes. And I got to tell you, these are three, to me, very underrated signings. I think people don't understand that Bobby Portis is a very good uh, scoring and rebounding guy that can play on the front line. And then in the backcourt... He'll knock your ass out, too. In the backcourt, you add a guy like Augustine who can run an offense and Forbes who can shoot the three. So that's good to see. And I don't think the Bucs are done yet. I'll just start there. And we can just transition into the Lakers, the moves that they've made. Schroeder and Gasol, just to just to name a few. And then you got you got like you got Wes Matthews coming in there as well. Uh, who else did I say uh, signed? Montrez. Yeah, and, and Harrell. I mean, the Lakers are going to win it again and, next and year. And Markeith. And Markeith Morris on a minimum contract when his twin brother signed for three or four years, sixty-four million. The 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 Lakers like the Lakers Rob Palenka and keep it a buck Rich Paul just got they mm-hmm. they got the ski mask on just robbing motherfuckers it is crazy how they are better than they were last year and deeper than they were last year they have the two top bench players from the league last year on their squad for a team that already has a starting lineup you replace Javale McGee with Marcus Gasol. You were play. LeBron's probably gonna play full time point guard at this point. KCP is back. Schroeder off the bit. Like they are so. West Matthews. Like they are so deep. And with Clay Thompson being hurt, and they got Kelly Oubre, so they'll be a playoff team again. But with Clay Thompson being gone, nobody can touch them in the West. And they're, no, and, they're untouchable. No, and it, that that's funny, man, because you you kind of stepped on my point, but I guess great minds think alike. I mean. With the moves that they've made, bringing in Montrez Harold, bringing in Schroeder, and the Gasol trade that obviously it's it's official like a referee's whistle at this yeah. point in time. They literally just locked up the title again because they Pretty shored much. up all their deficiencies. They literally shored them up. You bring Schroeder in, that's a guy who they thought that that um uh, what's the guy Kyle Kuzma he was going to fill this role. A guy that you can bring in as the first or the second guy off the bench that can give you buckets. West you, you bring it. A, you, be- you bring a, it a better J.R. Smith. Yep. Better J.R. Smith that can stretch the floor a little bit and play a little dif- defense. You brought in um, Montrez Harold, which is a big, an athletic big that can run and jump, protect the rim, rebound, and, and can get you a bucket. And young, and can get you a bucket in the post. And we're bringing in Marcus All. I don't know what they're going to do with um, He's depending start. on what they. Well, He's okay, the, yeah. yeah. But depending on what they do with um, Rondo, that's Rondo's the second gone. best path. Well, Rondo's that's the, well, then he's the second best passer on your entire team. Absolutely. Yeah, Rondo signed with Atlanta. Okay. And sneakily, Atlanta's got a good squad, but I know we're talking about the Lakers right now. Um, the landscape of the West has drastically changed, and not just because of the Lakers, but 
the Clippers are, are on the verge of imploding. The Rockets yeah. are going to be done because both both Harden and Westbrook want to be gone and will be gone, I'm assuming, by the end of the year. Um, the, and you didn't mention, but the Rockets signed Christian Wood, very underrated uh, as, uh, uh, acquisition. Um, the, the Again, the Warriors aren't the same without Clay, even though they'll be a, a playoff team because they got Kelly Oubre to kind of play like mini Clay, mini Clay for lack of a better term. I'm, I'm um, interested to see. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother, but yeah, I'm interested yeah, yeah. to see what uh, what Wiseman does because I think Wiseman has the opportunity to come in and 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 have an immediate impact in this league just because of his skill set. Especially, you, and he went to the right team. He but, needs to be Tyson Chandler. If you listen Don't to guys like out. if you listen to guys like Kendrick Perkins, they think he can come in and be an 18 and 12 guy. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure he's going to see the ball that much. I think he can definitely go out there and get 12. I think he he should his goal should be to get a dozen rebounds and three blocks every game. And when the points come, the points come. And just say, Steph, what kind of donut do you want tomorrow morning? And Wiseman seems smart enough to do it, though. I've listened to interviews with him. This is a smart kid. This kid knows basketball. He's a gym rat. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be really good. I think he's going to average uh, two and a half blocks and ten rebounds. I don't know where the scoring is going to be at. I'm not really sure what this Golden State team is going to be like. I don't think Andrew Wiggins would be on Golden State still if Clay Thompson didn't tear his Achilles. He would. He would. They, because he's Andrew Wiggins plays a better role. Plays a, a he's a more talented version of what Harrison Barnes was in a few years ago. But the the points are going to this is where the points going to come I'll from. Take for Harrison Barnes. They're they're not going to run any plays for kid. He's going to get nothing but run and jump dunks, Mm -hmm. and his best friend is going to be Draymond Green because Draymond Green is such an underrated and sneaky good passer. Watch a lot of the times Draymond Green will get a rebound and tap it to the big for a wide-open dunk. It's going to be four of those games. The kid's going to get 16-18 off of just being there. I've said this before many times to many people, and please don't take this the wrong way. It's it's mostly comedic and and slightly in, in... uh, a, a look through uh, a heterosexual man's eyes at women, but trust me, I respect women. Okay, every woman's great until she's not, unless she's your mother. Just like Draymond Green's your best friend until he's not. Agreed. A- ask Kevin Durant. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And Kevin Durant will tell you to this day, Kevin, that's one of his favorite players he's ever played with. He's also the reason why he left. So yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. He is definitely one of he is the number one guy on the list of I hate you when I play against you, but I love you when I play with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with uh, what Patrick Beverly, who else is on that list? Of, Pat of Bev is at players. the top. Maybe yeah. even Westbrook, because for some yeah, reason, Westbrook too. People yes. talk about it; they love him, but they shall be happy when they get away from him. So we've all we've all hooped at different places, right? I mean, we've all been, yeah. you know, consistently going to open gyms and different parks, and been in different rec leagues, and played in organized leagues and everything else. And that's a very true statement, because I can tell you, not only have I played with and against people like that that I didn't like until I played with them. I've very much been that very person as well. That people hated me oh, when yeah. they played against me until they played with me and they went, yeah, I, I wouldn't rather go to war with anybody else. And that's just playing against competitors most of the time as long as the sportsmanship is there after the game. Oh, I'm sitting next to one right now, my cousin. Could have been in the league if he would have stuck with it. But, yes, he is the most I'm sure he appreciates you yelling like, at him like that. He, well, he, 
He knows what it is. <laughs> but like he's the guy. Like you want to fight him when you're playing against him. But he's on your if he's on your team, like you you have you like you feel fearless because he's going. He'll like he'll go through hell for you. And it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of players like that in the league. But Draymond Green has made a Hall of Fame career out of that shit. It's amazing. Ba- um, basketball is interesting like that, man, because I've literally been in situations where. You know, I'm playing, you know, just recreational ball. Like, you literally come to blows with a melon farmer. But at the end of the game, y'all go to the bar and get a beer together. Like, basketball is interesting like that. I, I don't I know how many sports. sports are like that. Well, fighting sports are like that. You see how many fighting sports okay, you see so when the guys yeah. hate each okay, other. Okay. Yeah. And it's all this contention going into a six-month bill and after the fight they hug. Because yeah. it's something about going through a war with somebody that only you guys can understand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's fair. That's fair. The, the, while we're on the West, I don't know if I'm going ahead of myself, Tony. If I am, I apologize. But I know, I know far and away nobody can touch the Lakers. But I think this is an interesting year for kind of those mid-level younger teams, like Portland, like the Jazz, like the Nuggets, like um, like the Mavericks, right? Like like Minnesota, if you want to keep it a buck, where they can really make some headway because like the old heads are kind of falling off, other than the Lakers. And, like, I think they can really make some headway and really do some damage if they really get their games together. Well, let me let me ask both of you guys this, man. I want to go around the horn because uh, Stan Van Gundy, he was hired as the uh, Pelicans coach. Is that correct? Love it. Love that. Love that hire. Go for it. Yeah, you keep going, man. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins both test positive for coronavirus. Yeah, we lost. Oh, so it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, so Baltimore about to be six and five. Yeah, the only semblance of a running back y'all had was Mark Ingram. Well, you got and Gus Edwards. Yeah, yeah. The, like I said, the only semblance of a running back y'all had was Mark Ingram. And okay, and so Baltimore's gonna be six and five. So they're gonna have to run the table, which it's not impossible that y'all could run the table. You know, considering that schedule, but y'all gonna probably have to run the table. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, that Browns game looks because I just was under the assumption that the Browns going to lose that game, but now all of a sudden, it seems plausible that they might mess around and win it. Maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. Well, yeah. Go finish your thought about the basketball, because man, fuck football. But no, but that's fair. Yeah, I, 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 I would understand where you're coming from. I've been in your shoes like for the last forty years. years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pr- basically, yeah. Yeah, I could count the the, the number. Take away yeah. in nineteen ninety eight or whatever year it was when y'all were good. Yeah. Not oh, you mean uh? No, no, we weren't even there in ninety eight, man. I what know it's about? one year in the nineties or one year, some year y'all had so, a really good season out of nowhere. That was oh seven, and we 07, still didn't okay. make the playoffs because uh, Tony Dungy decided to bench his starters the last game of the season, <laughs> which he always did that shit. But but yeah, so the 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 Van Gundy hire is interesting because I, I think he's going to have them playing defense and he's going to motivate them. I just don't know. I think you need some sort of offensive guru in there to figure out how to design an offense around Zion. And I don't know if Stan is it. I don't know. Maybe he is. Tony, what what do you think about the Stan Van Gundy hire in New Orleans? Uh, Stan Van Gundy's a great coach, though. I mean, I think he's the right coach for Zion for the next three years, and then. When Zion is ready for the big time and there's an actual team built around him, then you maybe bring in someone else. But having said that, I, I could still see with all the talents surrounding them down there. I mean, like, Ingram could turn into a top eight 
player in the NBA very easily. And you if think so? If science, that's 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 if that's si- he's, he's very good, but I don't know about top eight, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's... can I finish my thought? Can I finish my thought? And what I was saying was, and that really depends on whether. Whether I'm or done, not, man. Go ahead. I'm, I'm whether done. or not Zion Williamson can stay on the court. That's a big if. He needs to probably drop about what fifteen. Well, yeah, and it's, yes. Let's just make one one point about Stan Van. Stan Van was the only coach that was able to get consistent offensive input out of Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard at the time didn't have one offensive move. So Zion already has three or four offensive moves. His issue is staying healthy. That that that's a good comparison because that Orlando team offensively at least it was a funky fit as well. And he got that team to the NBA finals. So yep. that 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 is gonna be interesting out in the West, man. And they got Steven Adams, so Zion can can move around a little more like he wants to. Because you know they got Steve Ad- Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe in the trades like all of a sudden they are sneakily deep like really really deep okay so OKC is going to be out the playoffs this year oh easily personally I think Utah is going to take a step back as well as much as I love Donovan Mitchell he just he just signed for the max Donovan Mitchell gonna ball this year he's gonna ball but I mean you've got Golden State there you've got New Orleans you've got Phoenix somebody's got to take a step back Houston gone Houston's out. Ah, I forgot about Houston. Houston's going too, because I'm I'm assuming they're going. Yeah. Who did Houston just sign? Christian Wood. They signed, but they're yeah, not. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't see Houston trading Harden or Westbrook. I see them just holding steady, and really? I think with Christian Wood, they just become a better team. I would love to see them not trade either of them and just be like whatever i mean we'll rebuild it's houston people will come here it's not milwaukee it's not detroit it's not charlotte whatever you know where you don't get big free agents you have to draft big houston will get another draft class where they can bring people down to houston it's a great place to be ray can attest to that i see that 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 management sitting there going too bad this is what you guys wanted i don't give a shit fuck it i got you under contract you say that and you might be right but if Daryl Morey call his old former understudy and say I got Ben Simmons for you you're telling me you're not going to listen to that if 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 I'd rather have honestly at this stage of the game I'd rather have John Wall coming off of not playing for two years Who are you than gonna, Russell Westbrook so you want like you there trade, is some real stuff out there who do you want you're going to trade Westbrook to Philly for Ben Simmons Westbrook to the way it's looking and these are just rumors the Westbrook for John Wall trade to Washington is is a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And then I know Harden said he wants to go to the Nets, which can be done for a lot of smaller pieces. But if you make a trade around Ben Simmons and maybe Tobias Harris to make the numbers work, like who who says no? Neither team says no. What if you got, says what if, no, man? You can't get rid of both Ben and Tobias. You just can't because because James you, Harden. But you're but you're you're operating under the assumption that you're going to get a healthy six to eight year run from Joel Embiid, and you that that's you you can't depend on that, man. Like 
Come on, man. Am I tripping? With Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers? You're telling me they're they're not going to want to start with James Harden and Joel Embiid? I don't know, bro. If I I'm actually Houston, think Ben if, Simmons or Doc Rivers rather is going to be good for Ben Simmons. I've heard Ben say it out of his own mouth that he needs a Ella Farmer that's going to get in his ass like a wedgie and push it. That's it wasn't Brett Brown, but it might be Doc Rivers because you understand it always ends poorly with Doc Rivers and it, and his point guards. It ended poorly with Rondo. It ended poorly with Chris Paul, but that's because he'd be in their ass. And if that it Ben Simmons literally said that's what he needs. I think that's probably the best thing that could have possibly happened for Ben Simmons was them getting Doc Rivers. Now, if I'm Doc Rivers, I make two calls as soon as I get the job. The first call I make is to MB. It's like, hey, bro, maybe you should eat some more chicken breast and uh, get on the treadmill a little bit. And the second call I make is to Ben Simmons, like, hey, bro, I'm a ride your ass. I'm a be in your ass like a hemorrhoid. First of all, Ben Simmons shouldn't be a point guard. He should be a power forward. He should be paired with a point guard, period. Uh, second of all, if I'm Houston, I'm trading Westbrook to New York Knicks for picks, and I'm trading I'm Har- mad at that. And I'm, I'm mad at that. And I'm trading Harden to the Nets for Kyrie Irving. Well, and, this is the thing. And, and that's something the Nets would not do. And would a player. Happen, and a player. That's the move. But that's this, the move if, if, you, if, you, if they did it, but the Nets wouldn't do that. But this is the problem with Westbrook. Like, you you know, because I talked about it last week. Like, it would make sense for the Cavs. It makes sense for the Knicks. But that's... The, the if, Nets have you're, so you're, much... You're, you're, the Nets have so much talent. I'm sorry, I got to say this. The Nets have so much talent, so much supporting talent around Kevin Durant that they'd be better if they had Harden and Durant as opposed to Kyrie Irving and Durant, in my opinion. If they didn't have to give up much more than Kyrie Irving. I agree. Can I make an analogy that will help you understand? And then, and then, then, and then Houston's got their guide to run their team for the next, you know, six to eight years. And Kyrie Irving, and you bring in supportive players like Christian Wood. You're right, but this is why the Nets won't do it. If I can make an analogy for you, real quick, if you break a twenty dollar bill at the store, right? And would you rather me give you five five crisp five dollar bills, or some ones and a whole bunch of change back? It's 2020. I used my debit card. Didn't even have to swipe it. Just tapped it. You're an asshole for not listening and using <laughs> my analogy. But the point is, while it's better for the team, if they do do the Kyrie for Harden swap, they gonna want all that shit. The prospect of having Kyrie, Harden, and Durant together is too enticing for some for basketball people. I, I think it's gonna be a. I, think I don't it's think there's a, a anybody. I don't think there's anybody under the sun, including Kevin Durant and James Harden, that want Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all to be on the same team. I think Kevin they Durant. Want it, bro. You ain't I don't to think they. It. I don't think yeah. they really, really want it deep down in parts I, and I, places it, they don't want to talk I, about. And I, and I still think that could work, but I don't but think it could the, work. The the point. I, but the point I wanted to make, man, is regarding Westbrook, and this is uh, the issue that. And it's it's a COVID problem, and it's the same problem that all of us have had in 2020 dealing with this COVID. If it's you're a mid-major team or a mid-level market-ass team, you would trade for Russell Westbrook in a heartbeat because if for no other reason, it's going to draw fans to the stands. We don't now, want, going don't, into this new NBA, we I, I'm sure they're going to try. They're looking at what the NBA or the NFL has done. They've got, you know, they the NFL and college football, they've put fans in the stands. You know what I mean? Not a lot, but some. 
depending on, you know, which market you're going into. So, you know, if 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 I'm a mid-major team and I don't have any shit else going on for me, yeah, maybe I can draw some fans in the stands to come see Russell Westbrook, but we don't know what that's going to look like right now. And it, it, it appears like we're about to go back on lockdown. So that's what make it not, not and the contract. I didn't even talk about the contract, but the fact that he can't be box office, which is probably his best draw, depending on where he would go at this point in time. It, does any of that make sense? That's why he has to go does to the next. Anything Knicks. I say it makes sense. A little bit. That's why it has to go to the Knicks. That's why just Russell, a little bit. Okay. I was Thank just you fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Russell Westbrook has to go to the Knicks. Like it's important to the NBA. It's important to basketball fans. It's important to me. Can you imagine Russell Westbrook and Obi Toppin surrounded by three shooters just marching up and down Madison Square Garden against whoever came in? Fine. They're going to go 500. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be super exciting. It's going to be the best thing that happened to the New York Knicks and basketball in New York since 1999 strike shortened season and the Knicks made the finals. You're you, right. You just prove my point though. It's like it, I'm yeah, agreeing with you. We were going to have a, if we were going to have a full capacity, yes, that makes no, sense. No, but, but even without full capacity, capacity, you know how much ratings they're going to get in New York from the television deals? Yes, let me tell you why you're wrong. Even with them being the most horrible, disgustingly terrible franchise in basketball, they're still the number one. They're still the number one most valuable franchise in basketball. They don't need to be good. Yeah, but they need to be recognized and they need to have publicity and they can make even more money, right? And that's who their owner, that's what their ownership I'm... is about. Russell Westbrook in New York makes that team more viable on a global landscape and they can do so much more. Him and Obi Toppin. I agree. Obi, I you. Obi Toppin is fucking like a hybrid of if you put Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson together at the peaks of their career. It's amazing. If we were going to have a full capacity studio audience at that at that arena at Madison Square. And I don't know I, I don't I don't think they're gonna do that, at least not anytime soon. Three year deal and for Westbrook. You can't get Westbrook for three years. Can't get Westbrook for three years. In in the next one and a half out of the next three years are gonna have fans. At some point this is gonna go through. Influenza did not last throughout the entire early nineteen hundreds. And we are very much more <laughs> as much as it's hard to believe, we are much more advanced right now, as are the diseases, unfortunately. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, the government has stayed about the same in 110 years, 20 years. So that's kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> gotten worse. And I'm not, I was never a government fan to begin with, but it's actually gotten worse. But it shout might, out to yeah, the worse, actually. Uh, shout out on this podcast. Government was better back in the early 1900s. It wasn't so big. Touche. I could, I, shit, I'll smoke a bag of that. I'll drink to that. But we got to give you your props as well, PC, because I feel like that Drew Holiday deal is big. So it's, a meal the same without, bucks. it's not the same. It's not the same without Bogdan. But at the it's same a great time, move, but it's the, not the same. I, okay, here at the same time. Okay, I get it. Bogdanovich really wanted him on the team. Was more excited about getting him than Drew Holiday. I mean, like I appreciate Holiday. What are you laughing at, Ray? What are you laughing My at, Ray? Like just tripped over some boxes over here and tried to play it uh, off like it was cool. Maybe that's why he didn't make it into the NBA. That shit was hilarious. Well done. That's good. That's good. I think I think Bobby Portis is a really big signing to shore up the front court when Giannis isn't in there. I think that's a guy that can score and rebound. 
Um, you know, you still have the Lopez brothers. You still have Connaughton. You're going to have... No, what Lopez is left, bro? Yeah, Robin's gone. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, well, he's a free agent. He hasn't signed yet, but he's... he's... I thought he signed with somebody. No, I thought one of the Lopez signed with somebody. Back. He'll come back. There's no reason for him to leave and not play with his brother. But at the same time, you got DJ Augustine back there. You do have Corver coming back. You do have uh, Sterling Brown. You know, the other thing is you look at the... Uh, Bryn Forbes from San Antonio, 40% three-point shooter, 6'3 guard, plays really good defense. That's another huge pickup. That's the guy who's probably going to be starting at the two. So him, Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, and of course... Oh, so Lopez yeah. did sign I with told Washington. You. Yeah, I told you the Lopez. One of them Lopez's was up out of there, man. I and knew, apparently, Rob I knew Lopez it was too good to be true. Side, I knew it was too good to be true. Sideshow side Bob always goes heel. <laughs> Bob, he does. Well, why you think the why you think the whole team beats his ass up in the pregame? <laughs> if he get all types of stone cold. Oh. he's gotten every finisher right. in well, the in the past yeah. thirty years. We still yeah. have the all defensive. Um, you know, first, second team or Brooke Lopez and the three point splash mountain. Oh, man, so. no, don't say no, stop right. saying that. Don't do no. that's like that's Those like all saying true. former all star Jamal McGlure. Like, no, he was second. Don't do that. He was second man. team all defense last year, Brooke Lopez. I, I understand that's on paper. That's what happened. Career, yes. What, huh? Huh. He's perfect what? for us. He plays on the outside on offense and the inside on defense. We have Giannis. He is one of the best matches for at a center that you could put together with Giannis. Percival Charles Tunney. The best thing y'all have done this whole offseason is bring in Drew Holiday. I'm not... Because that gives you another guy that not only can create his own shot, but can create for others. And the best thing that comes from that is that Chris Middleton gets to fall back as the third option, which means he's going to be a lot more effective. That being said, I feel like I've seen this movie before. This feels like when the, the Cavs signed Mo Williams back in the day. And, That's disrespectful. And LeBron's like, yo, if you're going to play in Cleveland with me, Mo, hold on. No, no, let me, no, 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 I got, I, no, no, you got to let me finish. No, 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 just wait, just wait. LeBron, when Mo Williams came to Cleveland, said, we ain't having that no more. You're going to have to shave your shoulders when you're out here on the floor with me. I'm not, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not shitting on Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is exponentially better than Mo Williams. Drew Holiday is a, a all-star caliber point guard, and he just kind of gets lost in the sauce because there's so many talented lead guards out here in the league. But what, I, what I'm saying by that, just real quick, what I mean by that and why I think I'm seeing, I'm having Groundhog's Day right now is you're, you're, you arguably have the best player in the league and you're doing everything you can to try to make sure that he stays in this small market town and you bring in a guy that you think is going to help and you're going to watch this team every single night and you're going to say, oh yeah, Drew does make a difference. You're going to look at these other guys that are around him and you're going to see them play well every now and again. You'll be like, okay, yeah, I see them and they're talented and this and that. But ultimately, you're going to come up short and he's going to leave. I've been here. I know that. I thought uh, Sasha Palovich was going to be a fucking somebody. Like I've been here before, man. I've you're, been you're here. Comparing I know the, where you're at. You're comparing the the what? Hawks with the Bucks. You're crazy. Oh, well, the Cavs. The oh, you're talking about the Cavs, oh, you're, about the Cavs oh, sorry, bro. The Cavs. Well, the Cavs suck. They had LeBron James. That's it. They're, the teams are a lot more similar than you think. That's what I'm saying. Thank Although, you, Ray. 
Although hey. the Bucks are exponentially more talented than like them 07, 08 Cavs were. Like they 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 rock about the same. No, I'm talking about like the 09, like the the teams where they got Mo and right before he left and then they tried to get uh dusted off Shaq. No, Ubi, no, not even Ubi close. Booby Gibson. Yeah. Shoot it, Booby, shoot it. This team's way <laughs> deeper than that and has been for a while. It just can't win in the playoffs that's, for some reason. That's what I thought too, sir. That's what I thought too. So, okay, I got a question for y'all. If I if I could bring it back to back to a, a more pointed like macro basketball discussion. No, 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 no. That's been our show, guys. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. <laughs> um, I think we all can agree that the Lakers have destroyed and killed free agency so far. Yes. Who do you think, if you take the Lakers out of the discussion, has had the best free agents, uh, free agency so far? And I'm now mind you, I'm not counting just free agents. I'm counting all of offseason. The draft, trades, free agency, all of that. My pick is Atlanta. Well, Phoenix is my pick, but Atlanta, I think, has had a great offseason. Because I, I really think Milwaukee had a, a great offseason. I would probably go Phoenix because I think that Chris Paul pick guarantees y'all a playoff spot. And I'm Jay tra- Crowder. And Jay Crowder. I think that Boston's had a good free agent uh, season as well, and it kind of goes to why you think Atlanta had a good free agent season. It's addition by subtraction, because I think getting Hayward out of there, I I, I think that's Atlanta lose better. Atlanta ain't lose nobody. No, 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 I'm talking about Boston. Oh yeah, because got you, got you, got you. Hayward got about it. I think that's addition by subtraction. Um. And they got Tristan Thompson, so they finally got a center for once. And they got Tristan Thompson. I don't know how much Tristan got left, but he's a guy that can run. Yeah, and yeah. That's, all he need to do is get rebounds and, and put his hands up. That's all he got to do. He can run and jump, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's a good thing for them. Um, but, but think about this. Atlanta signed Rajon Rondo. Atlanta's still got Clint Capelli. He ain't played with him yet since, you know, because of trade last year. They signed um, another Nice player, but they signed Bogdan Bogdanovich, the guy that was initially traded to Milwaukee to offer sheet because he's restricted. So if Sacramento chooses to keep him, then he goes back to Sacramento. If he doesn't, they get a top tier forward, and they were already deep to begin with. They just didn't. They weren't top heavy, but they were deep. Like so, I think Atlanta really has escalated themselves to. one of the top teams in the in the East. It, it depends on how you feel about Trey Young, because I like Trey Young. He's That's super excited. That's a good point. But I, I kind of see him as a good guy on a bad team type of guy on the uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim side Agreed. of the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and one thing King. one thing everybody knows about Trey Young is that he accessorizes with a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Croods. Hey, but my boy pointed out something to me I had to think about. Kobe was that man's mentor. And when Kobe died, something clicked in his brain. And he played altogether different the last half of the season. Maybe that was the push he needed. Because if we remember, the first four or five years of Steph Curry's career, Steph was just a shooter who almost got traded instead of Monte Ellis. So, maybe. But that's more Mark Jackson as opposed to uh, Steph Mark Curry. Jackson is the, Mark Jackson is the reason Steph Curry and Draymond Green got their push. The, no, Mark Jackson is the reason they know how to play defense. 
but his his offensive sets were antiquated for this new NBA. You know, he was just sure. still trying to run them New York Knicks nineteen ninety five offensive sets. Sure, and the real reason Steph Curry is bothered right now is because yeah. he doesn't play like, the Nikes no more. Mark Jackson and Rolando Blackman <laughs> are the reason you can't fucking hand check anymore. Okay, that's the real Rolando fucking reason. Blackman. That's no, no. Michael Jordan is the reason you can't hand check anymore because just no. like they changed. They stop hand. They stop. They stop hand checking because they all they did was hand check Jordan. The Pistons. Well, stop that, Mellow Farmer. All right, wrap this up. Wrap this up. We ain't going down this rabbit hole. Just wrap it up. We ain't going down this rabbit hole. Wrap it up. And still, they're still more physical than the current Lions. So, so you 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 took the Lakers out the scenario, man. But I think that the Lakers have one free agency. So, Tony, I'm going to ask you the same question Ray asked me, man. If we take the Lakers out, because I think the Lakers have wrapped up their second title. If you take the Lakers out, who has won free agency? I say Phoenix. What do you say? I mean, they got Chris Paul. So it's a year that isn't really funded with a whole lot of gigantic free agents. And a lot of people are trying to save cap space for next year in case Giannis doesn't sign. And outside of Giannis, there's a whole bunch of other people that are going to be available for free agency next year. So I think some of the more important moves, those underrated, under-the-radar moves, are still going to happen in free agency. And it's going to be really interesting to see when that deadline comes along for people, especially Giannis, signing those max and super max deals. So looking forward to that as we approach the December 22nd kickoff of the NBA season. Okay, so before we get out of here, man, I'm going to ask you guys two, uh, one more question. It's actually two, but it's one. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. At the start of the season, where are those three gentlemen playing? You want me to go first? Please, go right ahead. Well, they're, um, where, where they're actually, at, where they're at now. Sorry, you can go second. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think John Wall stays put. I think Westbrook is traded, and I think while I don't, the the Knicks move I always thought made sense for both for both parties, um, but hard to stays put at the beginning of the season. So you're saying Westbrook is going to be in uh, New York? Westbrook's going to okay. be gone. I don't know where, but he's definitely going to be gone. New York makes the most sense from from an asset standpoint if you don't want John Wall. I'm just saying that was literally the question. Where are those guys going to be playing at the start of the season? I'm not a, what you, I'm not a damn soothsayer, bro. <laughs> what you expect me to say? This is like flat. You want me to play 2K real quick and, and figure out where they go? No, this is As like flat trying to remember this point spread. These podcasts, airwaves, you can't shoot your shot, motherfucker. New York. Go ahead, Tony. No, Thank I already you. went. Go ahead. Finish, finish the show, Platt, for fuck's sake. What, you got your blue solo cup? Blue solo cup. Blue solo cup. He, he, They're all out of red. Like so I got a blue solo night. cup. Did they have blue last week? It's last actually... Night. It's actually green, Miller. Ah, why did you say that? I don't want to know anything about last night. Now I know there's blue cups. You don't know the cup, the damn street prop? They're on SmackDown. I would have been surprised if it happened last night. They weren't. They were. They were red on Friday. Uh oh, his friend must have fell over more boxes. Is he okay? <laughs> is he okay? The did he make it? And is he okay? And is he okay? Is he okay, Eddie? Eddie is he okay? Say, Eddie is he okay? Is he okay, Eddie? And is he okay? And he tell us that he's okay. <laughs> he used to play in the NN, the NN, the NNBA. And, and, 
<laughs> I was literally talking about my cup. I, I wasn't saying anything about the street barbers. I was literally talking about how Ray my did. cup is green. Ray did. Ray did. All right, just close the show. Ray left us. That's fine. He's excited about Chris Paul, and he's depressed about Baltimore. He's not sure what direction he's going. Fair enough. Again, ladies and gentlemen, man, if you're making the mac and cheese at your Thanksgiving, don't put eggs or any other bullshit in it. If it's not crab meat or lobster meat, don't do it. Uh, You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat, but more importantly, make sure you all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We literally have something for everybody. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling hashtag journalism. That doesn't just extend to wrestling, you know. You can talk about the, the dearth of journalism in the sports world, in the political world and the political realm like journalism is at an all time low at this particular point in time it is what it is we've got G's did the job which is the reason for the season and many many other cool ass designs I've said it before I'm gonna say it again if you appreciate the content we provide here at thechairshot.com day in and day out the best way to make sure we keep providing that content is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt Please and thank you. Thank you and please. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you, sir? Uh, you can find me all over the chair shot four days a week, basically. Uh, let me pimp uh, the entire chair shot radio network. To stay up to date with the chair shot on Twitter, follow at chair shot media. Um, Bandwagon Nerds, uh, Three Man Weave, Pot is War, DWI Podcast, Greg DeMarco Show, Hashtag Miranda Show. We got Steve Cook, we got Steven Mitchell, we got The Outsider's Edge. Uh, we got the Five Rounds podcast. Who, who else am I missing? We got Women's Talk Wrestling podcast. Um, yes. There's uh, just Badlands. Badlands. Outsiders. And, yeah. I, I hit all those and, and, and many, many more. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Head on over to thechairshot.com. There's something for everybody. All you have to do is use your head. I feel like I've been banned from all chair shot podcasts that don't involve PC Tunney, but that's neither here nor there. That's not true. Kyle told me he reached out to you. That's not true. I did. It was just it was just too late, and I wasn't able to make it. But that's not true. You're absolutely right. That's true. But the rest (laughs) of them, you're probably right. Yeah. But shout out to Kyle. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to Carl. They did reach out to me, man, try to get me on Outsiders Edge, which. If y'all tune into Potter's War this week, I'm going to give my whole thoughts on that Cody Rhodes, that dude situation. I'm going to give all my thoughts. Damn and quite that's... frankly, you probably aren't going to like what I have to say. Fuck. But... I have to tune in live. Ugh. <laughs> You're probably not going to like what I got to say about that. But Mr. Cash, man, let the good folks know where they can find you, sir, and everything you got going on. Uh, yeah, at it's Ray Cash, R A Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. Uh, of course, we, uh, outside of ZCS, we're actually using the Twitter now, so that's a thing. That's new. And, uh, yeah, man, shout out to Ben Wagon Nerds, you know. They've, they've brought me in, and, and I'm a young Padwan, but, uh, they're trying to, they're trying to treat me well. So, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in these chair shot streets. Yeah, I clearly wasn't nerdy enough, and I'm, I'm throwing shade. That's me no, throwing it's, it look, there's a there's a quota, sir. And I got there first. <laughs> Bob. What are you talking about? Wait, wait, first. no, 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 man. Did first. you were you not No no you're the you... new black You're the new black, Mr. Cash, okay? I was the original. You're the new black. 
It's like you stole my team. Now you stole my spot. God damn it. I just want to tell you, Platt, that white people. Platt, I just want to tell you, not only was Ray on the show yesterday, but Rob was as well. It, 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 it was a little contentious. God damn it. <laughs> Y'all still about white people. There's <laughs> no white people for all of us, bro. Clearly it's not. Y'all chose to steal mine. Go get your own. God damn it. Get your own. I'm about to steal Tony from you, too. <laughs> it's working. It's coming. It's coming. It's the next thing you know, DWI featuring Ray Cash. I'm like, what the fuck, G? A winner is you with DPP and Ray Cash. I'm taking them all, bro. <laughs> Hey man, this war with 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 Andrew Belaz <laughs> and Ray Cat. I'm taking everything. Oh, Platt, you don't have to be on this week. It's fine. <laughs> hey man, seriously. Hey everybody, under the sound of my voice, man. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Whether you're with your family or you're not with your family, please try to make it as great as you can. R.I.P. Geraldine White, lovely woman, rest in power. Seriously, all jokes aside, thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. Everybody have a thank you, happy Thanksgiving. Keep that shit out the mac and cheese. For the commission, Mr. PC Tunney, for my brother Ray Cash. PC's my brother too, man, so I shouldn't say it like that. But I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. We'll see you next week, God willing. Same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, shalom. They want to hear the Thanksgiving song. All right. All right. This is uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. That clapping's messing my head up, man. I appreciate it, but I was, was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. <laughs> turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Gray. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.